When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville. Talladega. The Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. On this episode of Newt's World, yesterday I spoke with Republican House Leader Kevin McCarthy about the commitment to America. And I wanted to follow up on our one-on-one conversation by sharing the audio from the Commitment to America live event in Monongahela, Pennsylvania, on Friday, September 23rd. The event was held as a town hall-style meeting with questions from the audience. I thought it was informative to hear the kinds of questions people were asking and how Republican House leaders addressed their questions and concerns. And I want to let all my listeners know, if you would like to see this event on video, please go to CommitmentToAmerica.com. The Commitment to America event in Monongahela, Pennsylvania, on Friday, September 23rd, began with Congressman Guy Reschenthaler from Pennsylvania's 14th District, where they were hosting the event, addressing the audience. Well, I just want to thank everybody for coming here to southwestern Pennsylvania. I'm just so proud that we're rolling this out right here in my district. And, you know, <laughs> I'm Guy Reschenthal. I represent PA 14 right here in southwestern Pennsylvania, and I can tell you, thank you. You I, I tell everybody, I've been so fortunate in my life. I've literally traveled all over the world, both in the Navy and in, in this job. But I tell everybody, there's no place that's more beautiful in the entire on the entire planet than right here in southwestern Pennsylvania. Yeah. 
And I think some of my colleagues now see what I'm talking about, right? But it's, it's, just, not, it's just not the beauty of the landscape, it's the people. We, we work hard. We believe in America and American exceptionalism. We have the values that built this country, and frankly, values that we're lacking in Washington, D.C. So it speaks volumes that we're not rolling this out with the capital behind us because it's the Beltway pundits, it's the so-called experts, it's the one-party rule that we've had for two years that have led to the disaster that we're in right now. It's gonna take the values of Southwestern Pennsylvania and the real America to get us back on track. So that's why we're right here. Well, I wanna thank DMI and I wanna thank Ray Yeager for hosting us and having us here. The tour was amazing. Uh, I told some of my colleagues a story. I, I don't know if people know this, but I grew up with the founder's grandkids. We were really good friends. I, I know Pete is somewhere uh, in the audience now, but I vividly remember being told about Pete's grandfather coming here to the United States with $5 in his pocket. And we looked at this business, we looked at what Pete and his family had, and all of us, all of, all of that group of kids knew that in America, the American dream was real, it was attainable. If an immigrant can come here with $5 and create this, we can do so much as well. But unfortunately, that American dream, I think is being threatened right now. It's the commitment to America that will get us back on track and make that American dream always attainable. I wanna introduce uh, next my good friend, Kevin McCarthy, but before I do, I just wanna point out two things. Number one, this commitment to America, every member here had input in it, and members all across the conference from all over the United States contributed to that. And that shows you one thing. We're not gonna have this top-down leadership. Kevin McCarthy is gonna rely on all of us to have bottom-up leadership that comes from the districts and goes onto the national platform. And also, I'd be remiss if I didn't point this out. If you look around, we've got, we got members here from New York all the way to the border with Tony Gonzalez. We've got people that have different approaches all the way from Dave Joyce to Marjorie Taylor Greene. But we're all united behind Kevin McCarthy. He's the one that's unified the party. He's the one that came up with this plan. He's the one that's gonna take us back to the majority. And with that, it's my honor to introduce my good friend, the next Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy. Thank you, my friend. Well, thank you, Guy. First of all, thank you. Do you not believe America is exceptional? Well, I want to thank Ray and the whole DMI team and family. Thank you for letting us come in. Thank you for what you do and wake up every single morning to go to work. You know, Ray didn't tell you this is a 24-hour drop. They're working this shift each and every day. And that's what the people dream about in America. To all the members back here, and what we're going to roll out today is a commitment to America. In Washington. Not Washington, D.C., but Washington County, Pennsylvania. And you want to know why? Because it's about you. It's not about us. We've spent the last year and a half, all the Republican members in conference, going throughout the country listening, listening to the challenges, fighting what the Democrats have been doing. And we want to roll it out to you, to the entire country, to know exactly what we will do if you would trust us and give the, us the ability to take a new direction for this country. What the commitment is, is a plan. 
a plan for a new direction. You know, I've watched this one party control. And as we went across this country listening, we heard the same thing, kitchen table to dining room table to inside the factory. Can I afford it? Can I afford to fill up my tank? Can I afford the food, the milk? Can I find baby formula? You know, I ask everybody across this country, could you afford to give up one month of your wages? One month of your wages. The sad part is these democratic policies has already taken one month of your wages. So now the struggle that you have is you're living through 12 months with only 11 months pay now because inflation is so high. We warned the Democrats not to do that American Rescue Plan, but it wasn't just us warning them. Larry Summers, a Secretary of Treasury Democrat, told him, don't do it, you'd bring inflation. Steve Ratner, a Democrat advisor to Obama, calls it the original sin of inflation. And then we watched what they did to our communities, defunding of the police. We got crime problems from Portland to Philadelphia now with DAs and prosecutors that look the other way. We've watched what's happened to our border, the millions of people who are just walking across. People on the terrorist watch list. But now we're watching it create every community to be a border community. Fentanyl, the number one killer of Americans between the ages of 18 and 45. That poison starts in China and comes across our border. Do you realize it's killing 300 Americans every day? It's like an airliner crashing each day. If that happened three days in this country, we'd say it's a crisis and we'd change it. But the White House tells us it's secure. Then we watched a Washington that uses their political power to go after people for their own political beliefs. We watched children get a lost learning left behind. That's what happened with the Democrats because they control Washington. They control the House, the Senate, the White House. They control the committees. They control the agencies. It's their plan, but they have no plan to fix all the problems they created. So you know what? We've created a commitment to America. We're going to talk about it today. We want an economy that is strong. That means you can fill up your tank. You can buy the groceries. You have enough money left over to go to Disneyland and save for a future. That the paychecks grow, they no longer shrink. We have a plan for a nation that's safe. That means your community will be protected. Your law enforcement will be respected your criminals will be prosecuted. We believe in a future that's built on freedom. That your children come first. They're taught to dream big. And we believe in a check and balance that government should be accountable. No longer special interest. We should work for you, not the other way around like it is today. You know, we walked through this facility, and as we toured this country, too long China has too much control of our supply chain. We're going to bring that back to America. 
So if you're like everybody else we hear, whether you can afford it, whether you feel safe, the challenge of your children getting lost behind, or a government that's run amok, who has a plan to change that course? We do. The Democrats have no plan for the problem they created. If you trust us, hold us accountable. We're putting it out to the entire country. This is what we'll do. But on that very first day that we're sworn in, you'll see that it all changes. Because on our very first bill, we're gonna repeal 87,000 IRS agents. Our job is to work for you, not go after you. Our job is to make America stronger. We believe America is more than a country. America is an idea. We can secure our border. We can become energy independent, where your price of gas is lower. We can build an education system that has a parent's bill of rights, that you have a say in your kid's education. And we could be a check and balance on the reign in this government that's going after the individuals. If you believe like us, join with us. Because this job won't be easy. We'll get it through the House. We need your help to get it all the way to his desk. You know, the president last night already attacked me in this plan. Maybe if I caused that much damage, I'd try to change the discussion too. But you know what? I welcome it. I challenge the president to join with us. Let's go across the country and let's debate what his policies has done to America and our plan for a new direction. And let's let America make the decision for the best way for this country to go forward. So join with us and thank you for what you're doing. This is just a small microcosm of all those who worked on it. We are so blessed in the Republican conference to have so many bright minds that were out there listening. And we're very fortunate to have an amazing whip. Many of you know him, Steve Scalise. He's kind of a tiger, he comes from Louisiana. And he's gonna to continue to fight for you. Let me give you our whip, Steve Scalise. Well, thank you, Kevin, and uh, thank you, DMI, for opening up this beautiful facility. It's great to walk around and see Pittsburgh steel workers making real things in America. That's what we want more of. Uh, obviously, the threats that we've seen over the last two years to the American dream, to the ability for people to be able to think maybe my kids can have a better opportunity than me. That is at risk right now. And it's at risk because far left policies have led to record spending. When you see every bill that comes out of Congress, not hundreds of billions, but trillions of dollars of borrowed money, new taxes, 87,000 IRS agents. You know, all of my years in Congress, I've never had a single phone call from anybody saying, Steve, please add more people to the IRS. <laughs> If there's 87,000 people needed in America, it's at the border to secure America's border, not over at the IRS to go after small businesses and hard-working families. So we could have just sat back and said, look at how bad their policies have been. Give us the majority and it'll be different. That to us isn't good enough. We wanted to lay out a bold conservative vision to show the country there's hope again. There's not just one direction that's far left 
That's big government socialism that's wrecking this great country. There is a better way. The commitment to America is going to show the country if you give us a Republican majority in the House, these are the things we will do. We will bring bills to the floor. We will have great debates to solve the problems that Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi created. You're concerned about it, inflation like us? We have a plan to reduce inflation. You're concerned about high energy costs, not just at the pump. Gas prices are too high. But this winter, I heard it's going to be a little bit cold in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. We have a plan to lower energy costs, to get us back not only to lower energy costs, but energy independence. We shouldn't be buying oil and natural gas from Russia or Iran or Saudi Arabia. We can make it right here in America like you make steel in Pittsburgh. And that's what we're laying out, how to do it, how to secure America's border. It was not that long ago that we had a secure American border. And it's not like we have to reinvent the wheel, but they broke the wheel. We're here to fix it, and we have a plan to do just that. And we're proud to write it down on paper. And if Joe Biden doesn't like this plan, I think it's about time Joe Biden has to be asked the question. Mr. President, if there's a bill put on your desk to lower energy costs, will you sign it or veto it? And if you veto it, I think now the country understands what's at stake. We're going to give him that dilemma. We're going to give him that opportunity to wake up like we do to fight for the American people, not to make things harder for the American people. That's what the commitment to America is all about, to show people that once again, there can be hope, there can be opportunity so that when you wake up, it's not just to go to work for yourself. It's to go to work to make sure your kids can have a better future. And there's nowhere else in the world where that opportunity exists. And if they ruin that opportunity in America, there is no backup plan. We cannot let this great nation fall. We're not going to let this great nation fall. America can rise up again, and you're going to see that with this commitment to America. And I appreciate the opportunity to come and present it here with all of my colleagues and the leadership of Kevin McCarthy. And we've got a great team. You're going to see a lot of my colleagues talking about the different parts of this we put work into. But our conference chair who leads that effort and helping us all stay on focus of what this is all about is the Congresswoman from New York, Elise Stefanik. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Steve, and of course, thank you to DMI, as well as Congressman Guy Reschenthaler for hosting us in his beautiful district today. I'll tell you, I represent a district in upstate New York and the North Country that looks a lot like where we are in Pennsylvania today. And what I hear from my constituents is people are struggling. Families are struggling to make ends meet. Whether you go to the grocery store, whether you're budgeting in preparation for those home heating bills that are skyrocketing this winter, or whether you struggled this past year to fill up your tank of gas, people feel that they are working harder than they ever had before, but they're falling further behind. And the American people are smart. They know that it's a direct result of the failed policies of one party Democrat rule in Washington. And there is a better way. We are here to help, and this is our commitment to America. These ideas came from the American people. All of our members listen to their constituents. I always say the best ideas come from my constituents directly. And when it comes to an economy that's strong, making sure that we stop the trillions and trillions of reckless government spending that we have seen under Democrat rule, that will immediately help lower the cost of goods as we seek to rein in inflation. 
unleash American energy independence to lower the price of gas, lower that price of home heating bills. How about a nation that's safe? You see the headlines, whether it's on local or national news every day, we see crime skyrocketing. That is a direct result of Democrats' one-party defund the police policies and rhetoric. And let me tell you, whether you're in New York or whether you're in Pennsylvania, we proudly back the blue. Let's give all of our law enforcement officers a round of applause. That's why in our commitment to America under a nation that's safe, House Republicans will immediately ensure that we hire 200,000 more police officers across this country to make sure that our communities are safe. We will go after the radical leftist prosecutors, DAs, who are refusing to abide by the rule of law and are prioritizing the criminals rather than the law-abiding citizens. In our commi we, commitment, we also have a future that's built upon freedom. I am proud to be the newest mom in Congress. I am a mom to my one-year-old, Sam. And I will tell you, moms and dads across this country, they know that parents are the primary stakeholders in their kids' education, which is why we will pass a Parents' Bill of Rights. And then lastly, a government that's accountable. We work for you, not the other way around. We work to serve the American people. And what we see with a Democrat controlling both the House and Senate is they feel entitled. They feel like it's the other way around, that you work for them. Not so in a Republican majority. We will hold this administration accountable. We will make sure that we are conducting oversight. We will root out the corruption and return it to the people's house. So join us in supporting the commitment to America, a new direction. Democrats have no plan. House Republicans have a plan, and it's our commitment to you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Now, if you're out there listening, go to commitmenttoamerica.com and join up. Now, we're not here to talk to you. We also want to listen to you. A lot of you are business owners. A lot of you are parents and others and want to talk a little more about what's happening in America today. So um, and I got a lot of bright people behind me that worked on all this to take the tough questions. So let's go to our first question. Good morning. My name is Mark Fox. I'm a third-generation Ford dealer from West uh, Waynesburg, Pennsylvania, which is south of here. And we celebrated our 100th anniversary last year as a Ford dealership. I employ about 40 people, and we have seen almost every economic condition in the years that we've been in business. The, economic, the storm clouds facing us, the economic storm clouds facing us now appear daunting. Our business, 16,000 other car dealerships across America, and all of our customers are facing challenges on multiple fronts. Increased and unnecessary government regulation and oversight, including an out of control FTC. Rising interest rates for our customers and their loans, high gasoline prices, continued supply chain problems, reduced consumer confidence, which influ influences negatively consumer spending, and as you have mentioned, out of control and uncontrolled government spending. 
What will the commitment to America do to address these very real concerns? Thank you. Great question. The only thing I say, I, good thing you're not from California because they wouldn't give you a choice of what type of car you can sell. Thanks to my governor. Um, Patrick McHenry, our uh, ranking member, soon to be chair of financial services, has done a lot of work on this in the task force. Patrick? Well, great question. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. Um, no, it's Patrick McHenry. You thought it was Patrick Henry, and I understand the applause. But thank you for the question. Uh, the number one pressing economic issue that every American is, is facing is inflation. As Leader uh, McCarthy, future Speaker McCarthy said, that means because of Biden's inflationary policies, you're sacrificing one month of pay just to get the same things you bought a year ago because of their policies. So what do we do about it? That means fiscal discipline and sound money. Fiscal discipline means that we have to do our part in Congress and stop the out-of-control spending and wasteful spending that this administration has pushed. This Congress has spent more money than any Congress on record. We have to stop that. So the number one thing is to stop digging the ditch that is making things worse. That's number one. Number two is sound money. That means we have to have oversight of what's happening in the administration and go after the wasteful spending of the last administration and return to normalcy, uh, that a dollar today means a dollar tomorrow. So that's the first issue. You've, you've seen this front and center with a lack of availability of certain parts. Even if you want to sell the car, it may not be available. And so what we have to do is bring back these supply chains to trusted allies and trusted partners. China is not a friend. They're not an ally, they're a competitor. And we have to start acting as Americans like we're competing with them. So along those lines, we have to be better. That means we have to have regulatory policies that un enable us to have these businesses here at home so we can compete with China and everyone globally. We have to be better. We also have to make sure that they're not advantaged here in the United States like they currently have been. The Chinese have been advantaged. So we have to change policies, trade policies, so we have tra trusted trading partners, and we don't advantage China. Additionally, not just supply chain issues, but we have a skills issue here in this country. We have available jobs, and we have people that need skills to get those jobs. We have policies that can link people with the jobs that they want, and that is through a skilled workforce. We have a bold, broad plan to address the economic issues that America is facing today. The final thing is what everyone understands, is that under Democrats, your taxes go up, your regulation goes up. And what the Democrat Congress has just done is give us the best example when they want to hire 87,000 people to go after billionaires, they say. Do they really need 87,000 people to go after billionaires? No, they're coming after your PayPal account. So they've changed regulations so they can look at your bank accounts of $600 or more transactions. So those 87,000 IRS agents are not about someone else. They're about every one of us that are taxpayers. We're gonna stop that, we're gonna check that, and we're gonna put you back in charge of your own accounts. And what would be important to you and every other American, we're not picking one form of energy. We believe all the above. 
And so we're going to lower the price of gasoline. We're going to make America energy independent with American jobs, and we're going to make the world safer. And as Garrett Graves would tell you, American natural gas, much of it that comes from Pennsylvania, is 40% cleaner than Russian natural gas. I know we got some more questions. Who's next up? Good morning. Oh, morning. Hi, I'm Lisa Bacaizo. Uh I saw President Biden on Sunday on 60 Minutes interview tell me that I had to put inflation in perspective, that inflation has only gone up an inch month over month. I have a family of four. We measure inflation in dollars and cents. Me and my husband may get a 2 or 3% raise at the job we work at. Inflation's up over 8%. We essentially just took a 5% pay cut. My son came home from college. He took a summer job. The majority of his earnings were put straight back into his gas tank. Like you all have said, gas prices are way up. Utility prices are way up. Food prices are way up. I talk to people, and they are feeling the same pain. So what is the commitment for America going to do for regular families like mine? Great question. You're right. Everything's up, but your paycheck is down because it doesn't go as far. Brian Stile has worked a great deal on this when it comes to the commitment. Brian? Thank you very much, Kevin. Thanks for sharing your story. Because I talk to so many moms and dads like you who are struggling to get by because their wages aren't keeping up with this inflation. And to put it in perspective, how many people here have seen their grocery bills increase dramatically over the course of the last year? I'm seeing every single hand. The Republicans have, a, have policies that can address inflation that we can begin with on day one with Speaker Kevin McCarthy. One, we can get reckless spending under control. The Democrats have spent hundreds of billions of dollars on new government programs and the result has been inflation that makes it more difficult for you and your family to get by. We need to unleash American energy. That doesn't just mean the price that you pay at the pump. That impacts your groceries. It's a diesel-powered tractor that's going into the field at harvest. It's probably a diesel-powered truck that's bringing those, those goods to your grocery store. By unleashing American energy with an all-of-the-above energy approach, we can dramatically reduce the cost of your family's grocery bill. We also need to make sure that we're putting policies in place with government support that's connecting workers to the workforce and preparing workers for the jobs of the future. We need to make sure that all Americans who find themselves on the sidelines are able to get themselves back to work. If we go and attack this reckless democratic spending and put spending under control, if we unleash American energy, and if we help workers get back to work, we have an ability to bring down inflation and allow you to afford the things that your family needs. That's not just our promise to you, that's our commitment to America. And we're gonna be able to do that with Speaker Kevin McCarthy. Thank you. That's, that's all, the, Lisa McLean. You're a mom, business owner, congresswoman. You've worked on the, some of these challenges as well. Well, Lisa, you and I are both the same. We're both named Lisa and we both have four kids. That's why I have so much gray hair. Um, <laughs> But, but I feel your pain, and I think the, uh, the majority of Americans feel, feel our pain, is we cannot continue to work harder and take home less. So let's start with an idea. I know Brian talked about a couple policies, but we got to get back to one simple idea. What does the government produce? 
Nothing, nothing. They cannot spend one dollar and give to you of which they have not taken from you first, right? It's pretty simple, I think. I'm kind of a simple person. Um, the government has a spending problem and we need to understand they're spending your money. So I think what Kevin and the team has done is put together policies that will keep and get our, America, or our economy stronger again. And one of those policies, really simple, is let's keep the tax cuts permanent. Permanent. Because you actually can keep more of your money. What a concept. You know, the money that you earn you can actually keep it. And we also know this crazy thing, it's cause and effect, is that, let's see, if we have more people working, people who are working pay taxes. Let's not forget the more people we have paying taxes, the more programs that we can provide. Remember, remember, it's our economic policies and that's why this commitment to America is so critical that give us our social programs. We need to get people back to work. It's kind of simple, right, Lise? Right, you and I agree on that. If, if you think about the ideas, we gotta get our mind right first and then our actions will follow. But we are in a debate right now and we need to contrast. Do you like the economic ideals of the Democrats that make you dependent? I mean, think about it, Lisa, I'm going to pick on you and, uh, for a minute. Do you want your kids to be dependent? I don't want my kids to be dependent on me. I don't want my kids to be dependent on their spouse. And I sure don't want my kids to be dependent on the government. We have to get our kids and America back to work. That's why we're here today, is to talk about the commitment to America. We have a positive, bright future that believes we need strong economics and we need to get people back to work. And I thank my colleagues for doing that. And I really thank you for, for having the courage to ask the question, because it's going to take courage to go, far, to, to go forward. Thank you, Lisa, for that. Thank you, Lisa, for your question. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. 
Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. Hi, this is Newt. We have serious decisions to make about the future of our country. Americans must confront big government socialism, which has taken over the modern Democratic Party, big business, news media, entertainment, and academia. My new best-selling book, Defeating Big Government Socialism, Saving America's Future, offers strategies and insights for everyday citizens to save America's future and ensure it remains the greatest nation on earth. Here's a special offer for my podcast listeners. You can order an autographed copy of my new book, Defeating Big Government Socialism, right now at Gingrich360.com book, and we'll ship it directly to you. Don't miss out on this special offer. It's only available for a limited time. Go to Gingrich360.com book to order your copy now. Order it today at Gingrich360.com book. Here's leader Kevin McCarthy. We have more questions out there. Where are we going next? Oh, right back here. Hello. Hi, how are you? Um, hi, my name is Suzanne Ward, and I own several businesses locally, um, coming from investment firm, real estate, residential, all the way to retail, so a vast majority. And lately, or the latest, three weeks ago, I became a mommy. So Congratulations. Thank you. So I've had a lot to think about, so I'm going to read from my notes. Um, As a business owner, I have had to fight an uphill battle since the onset of the pandemic. And now all of my companies are getting slammed with inflation. The far left is still continuing to drive in upward numbers against all advice given. In my experience, the government has picked winners and losers throughout this entire process. Losers being the small business owners versus the winners, the large corporations. It was easy to see by who were able to stay open and who had to shut down. As well as who received and gobbled up majority of the funding, those were told. The money ran out before they could gather everything needed to apply. My experience with the SBA and the IRS have made me want to give up, which is what the far left want. They want you to give up and go work for the big corporations who not only fund the far left, but carry out their radical ideas without having to go through any legislative process. They want small businesses to disappear. First, I want to know if the House Republicans are interested in getting to the bottom of the origins of COVID. Will you have China pay for our disrupted lives and businesses for the past two years and still going? The far left does not seem interested in holding anyone accountable. Will you evenly distribute the funds and put the money back in the same way it comes out? 
If the far left can equally distribute $10,000 to everyone, regardless of how much they paid for their education, then the same can go for businesses. Second, I want to know how you will hold the government agencies like the SBA and IRS accountable. Why do they not have to follow the same guidelines as for-profit companies and provide transparency and customer service? Right now, I do not receive an itemized loan statement, whereas I do my mortgage. I can't even sign into the SBA loan portal and see my loan. I don't even know my balance as of this moment. They also made mistakes um, during the loan process, made loans disappear from the portal, which we had to find and get others to, to help us find them. And they also just denied a lot of grant requests too from small business owners. Later this year, this year, I finally got word back that I actually did qualify, but was told that they ran out of money the day before. These are not loans that people wanted to take from SBA. These were not loans that helped to grow your business. These were loans to either pay for seasonal merchandise that you couldn't no longer sell or items on the shelf like food that expired. Third, what do you plan to do about 87,000 armed IRS agents the far left want to hire? Do I need to hire an armed security to protect me? <laughs> Lastly, I have more of a statement than a question for all legislators to consider, both federal and state. The COVID vaccine that we all know has come from China has had me question other vaccines given. The astronomical amount of doses and types given two children have me questioning what are in these vaccines and the billing for pushing these vaccines. I have personally started down a rabbit hole of following the funding. I have had friends turned down by pediatric doctors to care for their children if they do not want to follow their vaccine schedule. And you may be okay with the vaccines today, but what about the vaccines required tomorrow? We all know that the COVID vaccines are not working currently. It is sad that you can be bullied to give a child a vaccine, but not responsible if there is a reaction and refuse education to your child in a public school, but can still cash your annual school tax check, unless you qualify for an exemption by someone other than a parent. I would like to see a No Child Left Behind Medical Act. I thank you for your time and consideration today. Oh, thank you. First of all, congratulations on your child. And second of all, thank you for being an entrepreneur. You're the ones who drive this country. It's not these big corporations that make this economy work, it's the small business. Now, you've asked a lot of different questions and it looks like it's gonna take somebody who can really fight. That's why I'm gonna to turn to Jim Jordan. <laughs> um, thank you. Thank you for your question. Uh, I, thought the, I thought the leader said something really profound in his, in his remarks. He said, our job is to work for you, not come after you. And that is so important. House Republicans are committed to exposing and holding accountable those in our government who have come after we, the people. And we will do that in every area we need to. It's, the Ways and Means Committee is going to look at how did thousands of Americans' tax returns go public. That's not supposed to happen. Foreign Affairs is going to look at how did the debacle that was the, uh, the exit from Afghanistan, leaving $80 billion of equipment there. We've got to look into that. Our committee, if we get the chance to be in the majority on Judiciary Committee, we're going to look into this weaponization of the DOJ against the American people. And on re relative to um, not to mention the border, but specifically to the COVID issue, this is something that Steve and I have worked on and others. This is critically important because they told us so many things that turned out not to be accurate. 
I mean, just think about it. They told us this thing, that this, you know, this thing didn't come from a lab. Sure, looks like it did. But they want us to believe, no, 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 it was a bat to a pangolin to Joe Rogan, and then we all got it, right? <laughs> I'm just a country boy from Ohio, but I kind of think it probably came from a lab. I asked, Dr. I asked Dr. Burks a question three months ago in a hearing. I said, Dr. Burks, when the government, when the Biden administration told us that the vaccinated couldn't get it, were they guessing or lying? Interesting. She paused. She said, well, Congressman, I like to think they hoped. I said, so it was a guess, a lie, or a hope? We, I mean, so, so think, think, and again, I'm not against the vaccine. I'm just saying that just, we're, we're big boys and girls. We can handle the truth. Give us the facts. So we are committed to doing the investigations that need to be done. After all, that is part of our constitutional duty to do the oversight and make sure you, the country, we, the people, have the facts and the truth on all these things that the Democrats have done to us, including this, this issue with the IRS. I'm so glad that's gonna be our first piece of legislation. So we're committed to do that. The last thing I would just say is this, never forget, and I think it's so important, never forget that the left may control everything. It seems like the you know, left controls big tech, the left controls big media, the left controls big corporations, the left controls uh, big sports, the left controls Hollywood, the left controls higher education, they control the White House, they control the House, they control the Senate right now, but the left doesn't control we the people. And, and I'm convinced, I'm convinced we the people, particularly those who live out here where you, our chief of staff has a great line. He says, out here where you make things, move things, and grow things, right? You can't zoom that work in. You can't remote work in the crops. You got to go to work, right? Out here, the, people get it. And I think in 46 days, they're going to make a change in our government so that we can hold those people who've been coming after us, hold them accountable like we're supposed to. Steve, you, were, you worked with him on this a lot when it comes to Fauci and the others. Yeah, it's unbelievable that Speaker Pelosi has refused to do anything, hold any hearings that would dare hold China accountable. Why are they so reluctant to hold China accountable? I will tell you this, a House Republican majority will not be afraid to hold China accountable and get the answers that Jim Jordan just talked about. We were, we were calling for hearings for over a year on the origin of COVID. Shouldn't we know that? I mean, this is a basic question. Millions of people across the globe died. And so while Pelosi wouldn't do it, we decided to hold our own hearing. So Jim, myself, Jamie Comer, who would be chairman of the oversight under Republican majority, actually asked some scientists to come in. Scientists from all walk of life. We had a Berkeley professor there. Do you know what every single scientist said? It probably started in the lab in Wuhan. Whether it was intentionally or accidentally leaked out, that's where it started. Not the bat biting your cat, biting you. And that's what we were told. All the scientists that looked at it said it's a genetically modified that virus. And so why won't we have hearings on that? We will. You know, we would like to know how many people have come across our border illegally. Don't you want to know that answer? And where have they gone? How many have gone to Pennsylvania? You can't find that out today. We've asked that question. For some reason, they are hiding that information. Now, the left goes nuts when 50 people show up in Martha's Vineyard 
because Ron DeSantis said, I'm going to send a few of them over there. Now they know it's a problem. Kamala Harris doesn't think it's a problem. America knows it's a problem. When more than 100,000 of our young people died from fentanyl overdoses last year because Joe Biden opened up the border. We will have oversight hearings on what happened, who was responsible for opening up America's southern border, how many have come in, how many are on the terrorist watch list that we know of, and when will we start doing something about it. In our commitment to America, we talk about securing America's border and holding them accountable. We will give Secretary Mayorkas a reserved parking spot. He will be testifying so much about this. So that's the kind of oversight we're gonna be doing. And I will tell you this, we've been trying to do the oversight right now, but we're sitting in the minority. But wouldn't you wanna know, why did Afghanistan, why didn't the president listen to the military? Why did it cost us 13 new Gold Star families? Why does the Department of Justice believe parents are terrorists simply because they wanna to go to a school board meeting? I think the American public has a right to know the answers. And where did COVID start? And so every committee has responsibilities for oversight. Doesn't matter who's in the executive branch. There is a check and balance, and we need to do our job. There's one thing inside the commitment to America you will see. If we are fortunate enough to be in the majority, we'll create a special committee on China to look in every industry that they're trying to control and bring that supply chain back to America. I know we got more questions. I'm just assuming, okay, we're over here. Good morning and welcome to Washington County. Thanks for coming. My name is Lori McRoberts and I'm a mama bear. Um, my husband Craig and I have three children ages 19, 17, and 14. My oldest daughter graduated from a local high school in 2021, the nightmare year. Unfortunately for her, her entire senior year was spent masked at school or virtual with no normal activities. No attending Friday night football games. This is southwestern Pennsylvania. No homecoming dance, no end of season sports banquets, even pep rallies were virtual. I've spent the last two plus years attending and speaking at our local school board meetings with a great group of parents and grandparents in my community and constantly emailing our board throughout that. I did this because of what was happening in the schools due to the abuse, abusive COVID protocols and mandates or what they called the health and safety plan. Masking our children for over seven hours a day, virtual learning, missing weeks of school because of contact tracing, the protocols even though the children had no symptoms. Children sitting in classrooms six feet apart from friends with plexiglass between them. Having sports, concerts, plays, activities all canceled they sat like prisoners during lunch, all facing one direction, yeah, one direction, spaced apart with no talking, because talking could spread COVID. No recess for the younger kids. They eventually allowed children to play sports, like golf, basketball, and volleyball, but they were masked. I even asked our school board multiple times to form a committee of parents with differing views to help in the decision-making for our children. It was never even considered. Propaganda signs were all over the schools like, mask up for safety and be a hero, wear a mask. 
The collateral damage these policies have done to our children is now finally coming to light. And it was foreseeable for many of us and preventable. In addition to lower standardized test scores, things like teenage depression, suicide, anxiety, drug and alcohol abuse all increased during this time. But few politicians fought for us and our children. Parents got angry, parents got vocal, and we got active all across this great country. When we initially brought all these concerns to our school board, they said it was out of their hands. The state was setting the guidelines. But was it the PA Department of Health or the PA Department of Education? When I questioned where these state agencies were getting their guidelines, I was told it was coming from the CDC. Hmm. So the power and control of our children in our local school district was coming from a federal agency through the state and eventually to our local school boards. In other words, our local school board was essentially rubber stamping federal mandates with no pushback. Our children were being used as political pawns in all of this, hence the mama bear. We started questioning ESSER funds. Were they connected to the mandates? How about the teachers unions, school board associations, the NEA, the PTAs? Was even any of this legal? We filed right to know requests and we filed lawsuits. Made a lot of enemies that way. We still don't have the answers to any of these questions. In addition to the COVID protocol and mandates, there are many other public education issues concerning parents like myself. The slow creep of critical race theory, diversity, equity, and inclusion, gender identity, and allowing logical boys to enter girls' spaces and sports. Now we have SEL, which is social emotional learning. It's indoctrination disguised as pro programs like kindness initiatives or anti-bullying programs or diversity projects. These are all Marxist style programs targeting our children. Then, to make it all better, the current administration weaponized the Department of Justice. And all the parents speaking up at school board meetings or challenging any of these programs, like I was, was now labeled a domestic terrorist. Our Department of Justice is calling me, a mom, a domestic terrorist. So I have three questions. What is the Republican Party going to do to help parents take back control of our children's education? Will the Republican Party be the party of parents and defend us from being labeled domestic terrorists? And how will you protect our children from the radical agenda of the left? Thank you very much. Thank you for what you do. Thank you. You're an amazing mom. When you look at a, the commitment to America, a future built on freedom, you're exactly what this whole section is about. The sad part is, We've heard exactly what you just said clear across the country. This wasn't based upon one school district. But what's amazing is what you're going to hear about here. Because we have tiger moms just like you in Congress. And Julia Letlow, right here, has had an amazing bill that you're going to love. It's one of the cornerstone of what this all is all about. Julia? 
Thank you, sweet. Thank you so much. Thank you, Lori. Mama bear to mama bear, I hear you. And I have some exciting news to tell you today because in our commitment to America, parents will always have a seat at the table when it comes to their child's education from here on out. I can promise you that. You know, I think, just like you said, one of the silver linings of the pandemic is that for the first time, us working parents, we had a front row seat to what our children were being taught. And I heard from you, I heard from dads, I heard from parents all across my district in this country that they were astonished of what they were seeing and what they were hearing. And then when they went to their school boards to voice their concerns, they were told, we don't want your voices here. We actually don't want you to come here at all. And then on top of that, you're labeled a domestic terrorist. So no wonder the mama bears came out to fight. And I am so thankful that you did. You know, what are we going to do about all of this? What is going to be our response as a Republican Party? We are going to give power back to the parents. And I am so honored to have the opportunity to author the Parents' Bill of Rights that we are going to roll out in this commitment to America. This is common sense legislation. It's just about providing transparency for us. And so you as a parent should always, the first and foremost thing, be able to view your child's curriculum. That is first and foremost, you, that is your right as a parent. And then secondly, if you don't like what you find, if you don't like what you see, you should be able to go to your school board and lawfully tell them this needs to change. You should have that right as a parent. And then thirdly, you should know where your taxpayer dollars are going. Your school should be transparent with you about how they are using your taxpayer dollars to teach your children. Absolutely. And then finally, you should be able to protect your child's privacy. You as a parent should be able to do that. And then if there is any violence on your, on your child's campus, you should be notified right away. As a former educator, I know that when parents are involved, when parents are actively involved in their child's education, when they're laying the foundation, then that child is going to be set up for success. So I'm so absolutely honored to push this Parents' Bill of Rights. It's the first brick of the layer, a foundation of where we're going to go in turning education around for our country because we desperately need to right this ship Everything is on the line for our children's future and future generations for this country. Thank you so much for your question. You know, I don't know if you got a pocket card, but it goes through the Parents' Bill of Rights, parental choice, and we believe in fairness. We should ensure women only compete in women's sports. You know, we have another mama bear. Sam's only a year old, but he's the happiest child I've ever met. Elise brings him along, but this has been really an area that Elise has focused on greatly. Elise? So in addition to the Parents' Bill of Rights, in addition to protecting women's sports, I want to talk about our oversight and holding this administration accountable. You talked about Joe Biden's Department of Justice going after parents and labeling them as domestic terrorists. It was House Republicans that asked the tough questions that uncovered not 
only did the department not only did the Department of Justice do that, but they set up the predicate of the infamous letter that they used to justify targeting parents. I will tell you, parents are patriotic Americans. We urge parents to go to school board meetings because you are the primary advocate on behalf of your kids. I, as I think about my son, Sam, it has energized me to do this job. I worry about making sure that we continue to have a nation that's based upon the American dream and built on freedom, but I wanna make sure that he gets the best education possible. That's why parents in the driver's seat holding this administration accountable is going to be a top priority for our education committee in the next Congress. So I hope we answer. I'll make this personal pledge. I don't know if it happened, but any parent that got put on the terrorist watch list by the DOJ will get you off it, okay? <laughs> don't know if you've flown recently. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side -side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo play there's a lot happening these days but i have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time the seven from the washington post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories and we always try to save room for something fun you get it all in about seven minutes or less i'm hannah jewell i'll get you caught up with the seven every weekday so follow the seven right now And Leader McCarthy again. More questions. Good morning. Good morning. First, thank you for your service to us. You're welcome. I'm James Custer, Sheriff of Fayette County, right here in the 14th Congressional District, where we have the best congressman in Guy Reschenthaler. Yeah. I've been in law enforcement for over 33 years now. 
Um, I'm the past president of the Pennsylvania Sheriff's Association and the current member of the uh, board of directors in the National Sheriff's Association. Right here in southwestern Pennsylvania, we're, we're experiencing what we are across the country. Our communities are faced with rising crime to include burglaries, thefts, shootings, drugs, and to be specific, fentanyl. This rise in crime also creates a health crisis and impacts economic prosperity. It has had an impact on worker productivity, increased health care demands, enormous stress on limited emergency response with law enforcement, EMS, and social services. Jail populations are up as is recidivism, and the counties directly experience the toll and shoulder a large share of costs required to respond to the crisis. Fayette County has a population of approximately 130,000 residents. Uh, in 2020, we had 61 fentanyl-related deaths, 76 last year, and already up to 69 this year, with three months to go. <clears throat> These overdoses is directly related to our open southern border with record numbers of illegal immigrants and drugs entering our country as every state has become a border state. Nationally, approximately 108,000 Americans lost their lives last year to overdose, 71,000 being fentanyl. To put things in perspective, we had 45,000 people die as a result of firearms, but the, uh, and the government wants to vigorously come after law-abiding gun rights but they're doing nothing about the fentanyl crisis. We all know that China is manufacturing fentanyl, coming across to Mexico and coming across our border. This is the intentional poisoning of America. When you're making it to look like other medications, um, like Percocet, Xanax, and now disguising it to look like Skittles and Smarties, that's intentional targeting our children and our people. And an overdose is a continued use of, of, a, of a substance, and then you're gonna die. But fentanyl, um, I was just in DC last Friday meeting with FAIR, the Federation for American Immigration Reform and the Lost Voices of Fentanyl. And talked to a mother down there her daughter had an injury. She uh, ended up taking a, a Xanax off of a friend. It ended up being laced with uh, fentanyl, and she died on one pill. That's why we got to look at it. It's, it's intentional poisoning. So um, another thing, I have been to Arizona. I've met with our border sheriffs. I talked to a rancher out there and a rancher in Texas just in D.C. last week about all the migrants that are coming up and, and they don't have enough body bags that are covering these immigrants that are coming across and drug mules that are just tearing up their property and their fences. So with that, my question is, with the commitment to America and keeping our people safe, how do you plan to resolve this Biden border crisis and stop the fentanyl poisoning of America and hold our administration responsible for not keeping America safe, which is almost treasonous. Thank you. Thank you, Sheriff.
Sheriff, this is very personal to everybody across this country. I'll tell you exactly what happened in my hometown just a Friday ago in a junior high of 13 and 14 year olds. One student brought 150 fentanyl pills, not designed as fentanyl, but another drug. A counselor finds it, pulls it out. The counselor does not take it, but because the counselor touches it, starts to OD. Has to be brought back and is in the hospital. This is how powerful this is. There's three-prong attack. We first have to be very clear. China, you stop poisoning us or we're coming to take it. Sop it up. You got to take care of the border. You got to do that. I want to bring in Tony Gonzalez. For every time you see the border down there and you see Eagle Pass, this is Tony Gonzalez's district. He's brought, I don't know how many Republican members down there. Um, the president's been elected 40-some years, never been there. The vice president's supposed to be in charge. He goes far away. But he knows on the first hand what's happening down there. And we continue to fight. But I will promise you this. If we get the majority, we will secure this border. Thank, thank you, Leader, and, and thank you, Sheriff, for keeping us safe, all our law enforcement. I, I will tell you, House Republicans, we are committed to working alongside with our law enforcement to every American. Every American deserves a nation that is safe. Whether you're in Texas, whether you're in Pennsylvania, Florida, it doesn't matter. I mean, these are fundamental rights. I represent 42% of the southern border. A lot of my, lot of my district's pretty rural. Most people had never heard of the towns that I represent until a year ago. Now everybody knows where Del Rio is when they saw these thousands of Haitians under a bridge. Now everybody knows where Eagle Pass is, where they see thousands of people coming over the, uh, coming over, uh, the, the water every day. I also represent Uvalde, and I'll talk about, a little bit about that as well. I, I will tell you, you know, at the very beginning of this, everyone thought the Democrats didn't have a plan. Right? How could they let this happen? Clearly, they have no plan other than whatever Trump did, we're going to do the opposite. That's what everyone thought originally. Oh, they do have a plan. And we are seeing exactly what that plan looks like. And it is, it is tearing America apart. It is killing our kids. Doesn't matter the color of your skin. Doesn't matter if you're from a big city or a small town. None of that matters. It is killing our kids. It starts in China, makes its way through the Mexican cartels, and then it comes to our towns, our cities. So we know they have a plan. We know what the, what the Democrats' plan looks like. What does our plan look like? House Republicans are committed to ending catch and release. This is critical. When someone comes over and there is no law enforcement, all it does is encourage more people to come over. We have to end catch and release. Another big part of this is technology. About two months ago, there were 53 migrants that were found cooked in the back of a trailer. That's in my district. That could have been prevented if there was technology at the border to identify these trucks. We're gonna do those things. The other thing is this, people forget the house has the power of the purse. And it is time for the House to lead again. It is time for us to go, wait a second here. You will stop killing our kids. We are all committed to doing that. I want to bring Uvalde up before I turn it over. I had a horrific incident that occurred in Uvalde a couple months ago. I wish this upon no one. Our, our community has been turned upside down. 
It's been a few months. We're starting to heal together. Someone mentioned Friday night football. That was a big part of our healing a couple of weeks ago, just the community coming together. But imagine this. This is what is happening right now. To this day, we still have high-speed chases coming through our town. What does that mean? That means our schools go into lockdown. So imagine you just went through this horrific incident. You were either a student, you're a parent, you're someone in the community, and you get a text message on your phone that says, hey, our school is in lockdown. This is happening on our border every single day. That's why we have to secure the border. Enough is enough. Let's secure the southern border. Thank you very much. Securing the border is one element, but this drug is everywhere. Congressman Brad Winstrom served our country. He's a medical doctor, and he serves on Ways and Means and also on the Intel community. Sir? Yeah, thank you. And thank you, Sheriff, so very much. You framed the issue so well that the cancer that is upon our society today from the fentanyl, and let's face it, where is it coming from? It's coming from across our borders. And, and Tony, you did a great job of really summarizing what is taking place. And I'm from Ohio. And believe me, we're a border town too, just like you know you are here today. You know, as a soldier, uh, you have to recognize your own vulnerabilities. And in America today, the vulnerability that we have in this particular issue are the policies from the Biden administration that has allowed our border to be so porous. Because if we don't respond to our vulnerabilities, our enemies are gonna take advantage of it. And that is exactly what we see happening today. China is doing this so intentionally. They're the biggest player in this whole game. And recently I had the Chinese ambassador say he wanted to meet with me. And he was very upset that across America we're blaming China for so much of this problem. And I said, well, you, look, I know that you made some steps from no longer sending fentanyl directly to Americans across the country. But what you're doing now is you're sending the precursors, the ingredients that you need to the cartels in Mexico where they have well-educated chemists putting this fentanyl together and creating these drugs, creating these Skittles and all of these things. So what happens at the border? You know, the cartels are winning every, every phase of this, right? Because they bring migrants across, they're paid for that, they're in such large numbers, it's a diversion for our border patrol, and it opens the opportunity for more drugs to come through. I will tell you, if you look at these members of Congress here, individually, we probably all have been to the border more than Joe Biden and Kamala Harris combined. We went down with the doctor's caucus to really see and hear from the Border Patrol agents just how much of this they've been able to capture and what they estimate they haven't been able to capture. And look, what's, this is one of the greatest tragedies going on in America today. If you look at the age group that's being so effective, this is the next generation, right? This is the generation that creates new businesses. This is the generation that goes to work every day, that drives the trucks, that produce the steel, that become doctors, Whatever the case may be, this is the generation that become soldiers, and we're losing them. And that's to our adversaries' delight, I am sure. So as we have engaged in this, and I said to the ambassador, I said, well, if that bothers you so much, why don't you do something about it? 
because you may say those precursors are, are legal and you have the right to sell them, but you, maybe you would have a moral responsibility to track them, know where they're going, and I tell you what, the United States would be glad to help you with that, and we can engage with the Mexican government as well, and let's figure this out and stop it, nip it in the bud, and prevent this problem from even being a problem in the United States of America. <clears throat> One of the other things that I'm working on right now, and I know my colleagues here are on board with it, if you look at the definition of weapon of mass destruction, that's what this is. That's what this is, it fits the categories completely, and we're going to declare it as that and use every resource we possibly can to nip it in the bud. We want our children to have a future, a safe future. Not a problem in the street, but do we have fentanyl killing 300 of our kids every single day? Why isn't that a crisis? Why isn't that the administration waking up? Because every day we bring it forth, and we will do that in the majority. We've got time for one more question. Who's got a question? Yes, sir. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. I'm Reverend Dr. James Nelson, pastor of New Birth Ministries, and we're looking for a new birth in America from you. I'm one of the millions in this country who may not have a mega hat, but I have a mega heart. <laughs> and my heart tells me that this country will never be great again until we make it God's again. I served in the United States Air Force. I had three brothers that served in the uh, military. And I put on the uniform of a law enforcement officer. With my brothers and sisters in blue, I know what it's like to face the condemnation and the dangers of going out every single day. And as a black man, I know what it's like to be a black police officer, so I caught it double. My very first call was shots fired. And as I was going towards that call and everybody else was going in the opposite direction, what went through my mind was what's going to happen to my wife if something goes south. But I knew that there were some who didn't care what happened to my wife because they were the same ones who didn't care what happened to me. But I was willing to get hurt to keep others from being hurt. And I still feel that same way today. As a retired law enforcement officer, because God got me through, I've had to arrest United States citizens for having illegally entered into a building and then told to release non-citizens who had illegally entered my country. As a Christian with a constitutional guarantee to freedom of speech, I was invited by the state reps to pray at the state capitol, but cautioned not to mention the name of Jesus. I have administered Narcan and performed CPR on those who fight an uphill battle with opioids, and I've preached and attended the funerals of those who lost that battle. I'm at the mercy of politicians who boast on one end that they're taking criminals off the street, though they've never made an arrest, and other politicians who say that we'll be more safe with criminals on the street. And what I would like to know is this from this committee, and from the leaders of my country, just what will the commitment to America do to address these concerns? Well, great question. 
Before we turn to the answer, thank you for your service to our country. Thank you for your service as an officer. Thank you for, thank you for your question. I'm going to turn to the member who's right here, right at home, Guy. Thanks, Leader. I appreciate it. And thanks, Reverend, for the question. Uh, as you know, and many know, I, I've seen the criminal justice system from a lot of different angles. I prosecuted terrorists in Iraq. I defended sailors, Marines, SEALs, and military courtrooms all over the United States and back in Baghdad. And then I became a district judge about a year after I got separated from the Navy. So I've seen this from all angles. And I can tell you that crime is on the rise. If you look at the numbers, it's staggering. You've got murder rates in Philadelphia that were literally the highest rates ever in 2021. And the rates this year, they're on track now to have more homicides in Philadelphia than ever before. That's the path. In Pittsburgh, you have roughly a one in 135 chance of getting killed downtown. Uh, this is a mess. But we gotta look at what got us here. And I can tell you, it's, it's defunding the police. And it's amazing that in 2020, that whole summer, and then in 2021, we were told that we needed to defund the police, that police were the problem. So the Democrats did that. They defunded the police. You look at New York City, they cut a billion dollars, not a million, a billion with a B, a billion dollars from their police budget, crime rate soared. LA cut money, Seattle, Portland, all these municipalities, all these cities cut their police budget, reduced the amount of police on the street, and crime rate went up as the funds went down. So one thing we have to do, and what, what's in the commitment to America, is we wanna make sure that we fund police, that we add 200,000 police officers to the streets to make sure that crime is coming down. So that's part of it. Another thing, and I can tell you, because I used to set bail in pretrial confinement, we have to seriously look at bringing back cash bail and making sure that prosecutors and woke DAs who refuse uh, to prosecute who refuse to ask for pretrial detention, they need to be held accountable because too many people are being released on pretrial confinement. I can tell you, having been a district judge, there's only two reasons why you release, or there's two reasons why you keep somebody. One, they're a flight risk, or two, they're a danger to the community. And I can tell you, if you're accused of, of murder or an other heinous act, you should not be released back onto the streets. And that's something we've got to take a look at. So that's just some of the things we're gonna to do to make sure that we're making America safe in the commitment to America. So thanks for the question. Like, I know we're running out of time. I just wanna thank everybody again. I wanna turn it over to the, uh, once again, to the future Speaker of the House, my good friend, Kevin McCarthy, to close us out. Well, I wanna thank you. I hope we've spent a little time talking about the commitment to America, taking on your questions. If you support this plan for a new direction in this nation, join with us. Everybody across this country, this isn't about a party, this is about our nation. This is a moment in time that we'll look back and make sure the next century is the American century. Thank you all and God bless. I thought it was an extraordinary event on Friday. I do think the commitment to America is exactly what we need. A promise to the American people of what Republicans will do if they are the majority. And I look forward to leader Kevin McCarthy becoming the next Speaker of the House of Representatives in January. Again, if you want more information, please go to CommitmentToAmerica.com. That's CommitmentToAmerica.com. Newt's World is produced by Gingrich 360 and iHeartMedia. Our executive producer is Garnsey Sloan. Our producer is Rebecca Howell. And our researcher is Rachel Peterson. 
The artwork for the show was created by Steve Penley. Special thanks to the team at Gingrich 360. If you've been enjoying Newt's World, I hope you'll go to Apple Podcast and both rate us with five stars and give us a review so others can learn what it's all about. Right now, listeners of Newt's World can sign up for my three free weekly columns at Gingrich360.com slash newsletter. I'm Newt Gingrich. This is Newt's World. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.